This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by Married to Medicine's newest cast member, the one, the only, Miss Anila Saja. Did I say your name correctly? You did. Okay. I butcher names very often, so (laughs) how are you? Good job. I'm good. How are you? Good. So what are you up to today? Not much, just hanging out with the kids. They have spring break this week. Ah. Been trying to entertain them as much as I can. Um, And then my parents are also in town as well. And my sister's headed in town this weekend as well. So we're going to have a full house. (laughs) You have like a lot going on, huh? Yeah, we do. And you are, how is, how are things in Atlanta these days? Like, is Atlanta open? Like what's going on? I'm confused Uh, at what the status of the world is. I know. It's so confusing. I mean, we still go out and wear our mask everywhere, but there are definitely places that we go to where people are just walking freely, you know? Wow. Karen is very conservative when it comes to that. So he definitely puts the mask on, makes us all wear it. So anytime we go out, we're masked up for sure. Well, that's good. Better safe than sorry, right? Yeah. Yep. What about now, you are originally, you're originally, you're not from Atlanta, right? You're originally from Georgia, I think? I'm from Savannah, Georgia. So I'm a Southern girl. (laughs) A Southern girl through and through. Yeah. What, you know, listen, here you are, Married to Medicine just started. Like, I think people want to get to know you better. So what type, starting in the beginning, what type of child were you? Were you like, you know, I, I was a book child. I had like no friends. All I did was study and that was that. So like, were you... So obviously I am like first generation Indian American growing up in the South. So it was very different for us. Like growing up, we did get the best of both cultures, Indian and American, you know? So my parents wanted us to be very Americanized. So they wanted to make sure we celebrated all the holidays here in America. So Christmas, Easter, you know, everything, Halloween. Um, And we, but it was great because we got to learn two different languages, you know, but going into school, it was a little tough, right? Because especially in the South, like, you know, in school, you were either black or white, you know, brown just didn't work. Um, You know, they, I was foreign to them just as they were foreign to me. So it was a little difficult in the beginning, but I think my goal was to find similarities, you know, to, to somehow bridge that gap. And I was eventually able to do so. But it was, it was tough. I, I was a very, you know, outgoing child, you know, growing up. I loved being very social. I did feel sometimes a little bit, you know, left out, you know, just because I was Indian. And, and they didn't understand who I was and where I was from. You know, they weren't really diverse down in the South. So it was my job to really, you know, teach them about my culture. And get, I was called so many different names. So definitely, yeah, I was definitely left out a lot and not part of a lot of things. But as I got older, you know, I I toughened up a little and, you know, you know, taught them a lot about my culture and stuff. But it was it was tough. It was a tough upbringing. 
And, you know, A, it was like a totally different world. And B, you know, kids just don't have, you know, like kids could be mean. So I mean, they would ask me like, oh, what tribe are you from? You know, are you dot or feather? You know, it's just they didn't understand like where I was from, you know. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got to college where I finally found people that were like me and we shared a lot of commonalities of like what we kind of went through growing up. So, you know, it was like, I kind of found my place. I found my confidence and it was- And you kind of left all that behind. Cause you know, a lot of people don't, I mean, I, I did, but I mean, I know a lot of people that don't that, you know, like it just travels with them throughout all of life. Right. right. Cause it's like, my life was different. Like when I came home, it was very Indian. Like we had Indian food all the time. My parents would speak to us in Indian, in Hindi. We would watch Indian movies, you know, but then when I went out, I was a very American, you know, I, I tried to fit in, you know, to that culture and be Americanized. So it was, it was, you know, a mix of both worlds, but I loved in the summer times, you know, my parents would take us to India and we would spend the entire time an entire summer in India. Wow. I was immersed into my culture, you know, connected with my family there. And it was great. You know, so there were so many pauses. I do love my culture. I love my tradition. I love the food. I love the fashion, you know. It's- uh-huh. I've been to India before. What part of India did you used to go to? I am North India. I'm Rajasthani. So okay. family is in Delhi and Jaipur, Jodhpur, Ajmer. So we would travel to all of those places in Rajasthan. That's where, I mean, I did like the golden triangle, as they say, oh, you know. Okay. Nice. I, I loved India. One of my favorite countries. Oh, that's great. That's and, and then you went to college and you got a degree in computer information systems. Correct. Yep. And so that's, that sounds very book smart. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, being Indian, our parents are always like, you got to be a doctor, engineer, or go into computers, you know? I I say that all the time when I talk to, like, a lot of actresses and actors. I'm, like, Jewish. My parents were like, I used to practice corporate law. My parents were like, you're going to law school, med school, or you're not, you're no college for you. So I, I get it. Yeah. And so I decided to go into computers and, um, you know, it was great. I worked in Atlanta for a few years, but I always knew that fashion and cosmetics was kind of where my passion was, like just growing up. So once I moved to New York City, I got into the whole cosmetic fashion industry. So I was still able to like, you know, do computers and get into the business world, do product development, purchasing, planning. Um, I was in the global um, forecasting positions in um, in New York City, so it was it was just like I had my dream job in New York City. And then, how did you? I'm I'm in New York now. How did you go from that to like leaving the corporate world and becoming like a fashion blogger? Was that like a hard decision? <laughs> so you know, and it, it was kind of set up, but it was not arranged like my parents. Um, one of, one of my sister's best friends saw my husband at a wedding and she, my husband said that he was a bachelor at that time. He was at his, um, med school's wet, uh, wedding and he was giving a speech and he mentioned that he was a bachelor. So she, she thought he would be a good match for me. So they Facebook stalked him once she got back home, asked him again, if he was single And then um, he was like ready to meet me. They sent him my picture and he called me up. Of course, I didn't pick up the call because I'm like, I just didn't pick up phone calls of numbers I didn't recognize. So finally they were like, call him back. He's calling you. 
So we talked, um, I think the rest of the night I like canceled my plans cause we just hit it off. Like his, his humor, like he was just so funny. You know, we just had a great conversation. Um, we probably talked on the phone for about a month, like every night from that day. And then he came up to visit me and the rest was history. I mean, we just started dating after that. And he was, he was in So he was Atlanta. in Ohio. So he's a Midwest boy. He lived in Chicago. Wow. He's from Michigan. Um, and he landed a job in Columbus, Ohio. So that was a big change for me, like going from New York City to Columbus, Ohio and leaving my dream job which was tough, you know, but he was, he was the one. I mean, the thing is, after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if there's one thing I've learned, there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless services starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, okay, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense to me. There isn't one. Mint Mobile is the first company to sell wireless services online only. It's a brilliant idea. I don't know why no one has thought of this before. So by cutting out retail brick and mortar stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that they have to pay that get passed down to you. They're able to save all of that. And the only thing that they pass down to you is great savings. That's right. The plans start at just $15 a month. I'm using it. It's great. And of course, it comes with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And don't freak out yet. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and you keep your same phone number. So for everyone looking to get in touch with me, I have the same phone number since switching to Mint Mobile. And if you're not 100% satisfied, they have a seven-day money-back guarantee. This has changed my life. It starts at 15 bucks a month. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. That's mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. And you will cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. If you want to stop paying exorbitant amount and only want to pay 15 bucks a month, mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. That's it. 15 bucks a month. Wow. And then you just, you, you love what you do now. You love being a fashion blogger I do. And, and influencer and you know, the whole social media. It's, it's, it is. It's great. It's something new. It's something different. I mean, of course, yeah, I did have to leave my dream job in, in New York and I, I absolutely loved what I did. Loved my boss, my coworkers and just what I did. It was just my, spot my place you know but um you know obviously Kieran was everything you know and so we ended up living in Columbus Ohio for a year um and he was like just take a year off enjoy you know Columbus Ohio but it was we both knew that wasn't a place we wanted to like live forever we didn't have family there really so we and I wanted to be somewhere warmer so we ended up back in Atlanta I did get back into the corporate world for one year before having babies. And then once I got pregnant with my second, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this fashion blogging. I loved like shopping through influencers. Like that's what I enjoyed doing. And I was like, you know what, I can maybe do this. Let me just start it for fun. Started it for fun, but it just grew, got really big. Wow. 
And I know your husband is an oculofacial plastic surgeon. So what is that? I just assume it has to do with surrounding the I eyes. I not what it was either. When he first told me, I was like, what? It sounds important. I, it, it sounds very, I mean, it sounds impressive. Yes. Yeah. So I, he does, he did his residency in um, ophthalmology and then fellowship in ocular facial plastic surgery. So basically he does all plastic surgery around the eyes. So he'll do like buffers, upper eyelid surgery. And if there is a trauma case, like someone getting like into an accident and has major trauma to their eye, he'll reconstruct all that. And so wow. he also has a cosmetic side where he does Botox, fillers and all that too. Now, I am not just saying this because you're sitting before me today. I have always said, and I will stand by this, I am a single girl myself. I think if I could choose any category of any human profession to marry, it would be a plastic surgeon. There's no, there's no, there's no second. So yeah, it is great to have that on the side. <laughs> I mean, can you just say like today was a tough day and you know, I need to take a break from fashion blogging and sweetie, like I need some Botox and just come up to oh, the I bedroom. <laughs> we just went to his office the other day and I was just like, I was just like, just do everything, inject me, whatever. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so jealous. I wish he did the body too, because I would get all that done also. <laughs> but at least like he's connected, like he can hook you up with a good, you know, referral. Sure. Does he ever say no to you when you, you know, because like it could be addicting. Like I'm, I'm, if you said no to me when it was time for me to get my Botox, I would probably, he you does. know, cut he, you. He'll straight up tell me like, no, you don't need it right now. Or I'll be like, I think I need more. And he's like, no, he's, he's conservative in that way. Like he doesn't want me to look plastic or, you know, not real. So he's very gentle with how he works with my face. I like it. it. I think that's the key is like, you know, sometimes more is not more. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, 
you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. Did you watch reality TV like re- before becoming involved with Married to the Medicine? Like, were you a huge reality TV fan? Yeah, I love Bravo. I mean, I watch everything on Bravo. Well, yes, join the club and all of our <laughs> listeners watch every. So you were like diehard Bravo. You watched yeah, everything. I don't watch like every show, but I do. I mean, I've obviously have watched Married to Medicine so many times. Not every season, but a lot of them. Um, I loved, you know, Vanderpump, um, Below Deck, obviously Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, you know, I watch a little bit of all of it. <laughs> they're all, they're all really good. They are. Did you know any of these women before joining the show? Toya. Toya and I are really cool. We go back probably like two and a half years now, maybe longer. Um, so we were building a home in this neighborhood that I had seen like at Ariana's first birthday and when we entered that we, we did her first birthday at their clubhouse and when I entered that neighborhood I Karen and I both looked at each other and we're like we're gonna move into this neighborhood like we just knew it really even though it's further north in Atlanta we still didn't care you know it's just where we wanted to be it's on a golf course it's gated it's everything that we're looking for so our builder happened to be building Toya's home as well and her house was further along it was still under construction so he was like, hey, you know, let me show you what my work is, you know, what I do. And so right. we went there and that's where we saw Toya. She happened to be there. And so we met and her and I just kicked it off. Like we, we hit it off really well. Um, she was super friendly. She's an Aries like me too. We both have small kids. Um, her kids are super sweet. Her husband, Eugene's amazing. So we just started hanging out from that and point. It, and you just totally hit it off. Mm-hmm. So when you were watch like when you were watching this show for all the other seasons, you know, you're a doctor's wife, did you always just sit there and say like, um, hello, like why why am I not on a show? This I mean, show. I, it's funny, I might have thought about it before, like, oh, you know, when me and Karen first started dating, but you know, I didn't I didn't really think anything of it, you know? And honestly, like the way it happened just was very natural. Like we never really talked about it. She just kind of we just kind of came on but um I, I just had a great friendship with her and that that was what was important for me and she told me so much about the neighborhood and all the the neighbors in the in the neighborhood and she you know we started playing tennis together and she came to my 40th birthday so we just had a great connection did you have any reservations you know you watch bravo i watch bravo we all know you know these shows are amazing and everyone's wonderful but sometimes there's some drama that comes into our lives you know and i think um kieran and i are are, we're pretty much an open book you know even through blogging i kind of put my life out there as it is you know i i blog about not just about fashion and beauty but my family you know, so right. my kids are doing something or if we're going somewhere, going to a restaurant, I mean, that's part of my life and what I do. So our life is kind of already out there through my blogging. So to me, you know, now it's on camera. It didn't really make a difference. The wait is over. That's right. A season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back 
and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Right. If it was that, did your husband have any reservations? Just you joining? Karen and I kind of talked about it and we were a little bit maybe concerned about, okay, yeah, we're going to really have our life out there and our kids. So we had maybe some reservations about that, but then we were like, in order for us to tell a full story about our life, it's everyone has to be on board. And so, you know. Totally. That's what makes someone a good person Mm -hmm. for reality TV. Mm -hmm. Let's go down the list with a few of your newfound friends. What is the first word that comes to mind if I said like Dr. Jackie? Dr. Jackie is like the first word. Um, She's like- Or words. Mother, you know, nurturing. She's always got, she's wisdom. Like she's always got the right things to say. Um, I, I really like her. I think I connect with her really well, even though I know that like we have a little bit of an age gap, you know, but- I look up to her and I think she probably looks at me like a, a daughter. I don't know, but you know, there's just, there's a, it's a cute connection that we have. I feel. What about Dr. Simone? Simone is like my big sister. I love her. She's her. She gives me great advice. We have a, we also have a great connection, um, but she is like my big sister. We just, we'll talk, tell each other how we feel, what we think. She gives me the greatest advice. She is my big sister. What about Dr. Heavenly? So I will say she's very opinionated. She definitely um, will say it how she feels. You know, she speaks her mind. Um, And as you can see in the trailer, you know, there's definitely in the beginning uh, some arguments there, you know, between us. But you'll just have to tune in to see how that all plays out. And finally, Dr. Contessa. Contessa's cool. She's one of the first ones that I um, hit it off with right away. Was, you know, how like I like having watched Bravo and, you know, knowing what this show is all about, was it harder than you expected in terms of, you know, like we did see in the trailer, you know, not looking for any spoilers, but like we saw in the trailer, like, you know, it was a little bumpy there between you and Dr. Heavenly. Like, was this group of particular women more drama than you thought or just kind of this whole experience was just what you expected honestly it's like you know meeting any group of ladies you know um for me I feel like you can throw me in any group and I I have kind of a very bubbly personality you know I'm you do I get along with people very easily and um I'll say that you know maybe in the beginning it was hard for me to get my word in you know and and just voice my opinion and they have a lot of history to work out you know so there was a lot of things that I had to learn but eventually you know they're they were hearing me out they were learning a little bit about my culture and um, and again like I said my personality I feel like I think the energy that I give out you know they loved. Was that the hardest thing? Just you know everyone does have a big personality like just kind of getting your opinion. Uh, I think that was probably the toughest in the beginning. It's just getting a word out, you know. There's a lot of big personalities in this group. Mm -hmm. Did you feel from any of the women, you know, just because we've seen somewhat of a divide, you know, on this show and on all other Married to Medicines too, you know, the 
distinction between like a doctor versus a doctor's wife. Like, did you feel that stigma from any of these doctors? Yeah, but you know, I felt like it, there is some a division there a little bit. But for me, I felt like, you know, I'm going to be real, I'm going to be myself, and I'm going to go in and not judge a book by its cover. You know, I'm going to find out for myself, you know, who, how I feel about each person. So there is a little bit of that, like an intelligent side and a not intelligent side. There's always a little bit of that, but I kind of had to figure them out myself and get that, let them get to know me for who I am. Right. And judge me because I'm Toya's friend, you know? It, it takes a minute. Mm-hmm. What about, what was the best advice? Like, did Toya give you any advice, you know, being her friend of just like, here's my advice. She definitely told me a little bit, you know, about these women, you know, she um, obviously has had issues with a lot of them and um, Heavenly and even Contessa. And, um, you know, she told me how she felt about them. But again, like I said, like I, I take it in, but I'm going to figure it out on my own, you know, you know, yeah. that's how I am, you know, and you will get to know that about me. Like I'm real. I am, I'm not going to like, be a certain way or hate that person because you hate them, you know, I will, I'll find out, you know. Right. What do you want people, you know, and again, you don't have to give me any spoilers, but just you as a person, like, what do you want people to take away from getting to know you throughout this season? Um, I really want people to know that they can really resonate with me. Like I, I'm not sugarcoating anything. You're going to see the true raw self of me. And um, I think I want you guys to learn a little bit about my culture and what I'm all about, you know, where I came from. I was born and raised 100% Indian, you know, and I love that I can bring that to the table and share that with everyone. So two questions to that point. A, were you always this way of just telling it like it is and being yourself or did living in New York for a hot minute help with that? (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm from New York. I think New York does give you that edgy side that, um, you have to be in New York. You know, it, it does. I was there and they say that once you live there after how how many years is it? Three or four years? Yeah, I think three. Turn into a New Yorker. You know, I remember when I first went to a deli to order a salad, they were so fast. They were like, next, next, next. And I'm like, I don't know what I want. I don't know. It was like hold on a minute but they're so fast paced they're so quick at it and then eventually you just get used to that and when that came down to the south I'm like what is going on you guys are too slow pick it up I, you want to know about my life what <laughs> right you're like do, do you have like a favorite place in New York like you used to go or was it just so long ago that you don't remember I remember when at that time I used to hang out at Prana all the time now I don't know if that's still there I don't think so. But that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, my 30th birthday was there. And we used to, I remember we used to do a daytime brunch there. And it was like a big party. Yeah. One of my favorite places there. But there's tons. There's so many. I just love the corner pizza places. You know, late night pizza. 33rd and 3rd, I think, was one of my favorite pizza places in Murray Hill. Well, that's the thing. Even during COVID, like, I mean, you were, we were still able to get like delivery at like 4am. You could get Indian food or pizza or whatever. You I probably miss that the most about New York. I, I still say New York is like my second home. I do. 
Does your husband like New York or had you guys ever visited he, New York? He does, but he's like, I would never live there. Like he's like, we have this rivalry because he's all about Chicago and I'm all about New York. So he raves about Chicago and I rave about New York. And we're always like challenging each other about the restaurants. New York, baby. It's New York. Well, and then to your other point, you know, about you want, you know, you hope people take away and like learn about your culture. Like that was one of my questions. Like, was that a big, you know, factor in you deciding to do the show as well? Just to kind of, you know, educate and just show people, teach yeah, people more I about the culture. I, I think that makes my story unique to be able to share a lot about my culture. And you'll see a lot of that throughout the show. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think like Bravo's done such a great job, you know, at like integrating diversity into all of these shows. Yeah, I love it. Do you watch Family Karma? I mean, I asked just because you do. I do. I know Anisha really well. Um, Bali and I um, talk back and forth a lot. So yeah, they're great. Anisha's great. She was actually supposed to come this weekend um, to, to be here for my premiere, but um, she can't make it. But we're, we, we're going to meet up soon. Are you having a big premiere party? I'm having a little get together. Nothing crazy big, but yeah, something. Something fun. I mean, you should, right? Yeah. Have you heard from anyone else, like, you know, in the Bravo world or any of the other Married to Medicine franchises like LA, anyone like that yet? Yeah, I, I have um, connections with some of the ladies over in LA. They're super, Jasmine, Kendra, you know, spoken with them several times. And then obviously the Atlanta ones, I kick it with all the time. You know, we just went into the spa, Jackie, me and Heavenly had a great time. Claude and I had lunch the other day, so. What about, you know, cause Bravo is like, it's like a sorority, you know, is there anyone you want to hear from, you know, either like past or present, you know, like now that you're a Bravo celebrity. I, I feel like in her beginning seasons, I feel like I resonate a lot with her. Who? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Melissa Gorga, um, or Gorda. Gorga, yeah, from New Jersey. I love her. I think she's just so cute. Um, but I don't, I don't know her well, but I think she's, she's amazing. You should just, I mean, the way I've learned that it works when you're on Bravo, you're a, you're a part of the club, you should just slip into Melissa's DMs and say, I am now on Married to Medicine, and I think you and Joe are great. Even um, Leva from Southern Charm, she's like the new girl. Yeah. Her and I have exchanged a few messages. She's really sweet. So I like her a lot too. That's awesome. What would be, I mean, I think you said a few shows, what would be like your, do you have like a favorite show on Bravo? Like if you could, or if you could change and go to any other cast, it doesn't have to be married to medicine, but if someone said, we're, we're going to move you to any other show you want right now on Bravo, what would it be? Oh my gosh. I mean, I probably resonate really well with family karma, you know, because I am Indian like them. And so I think I would blend in very well with them, obviously. Um, but the Real Housewives um, of New Jersey, I love. Salt Lake City sound looks really fun. Um, even Atlanta. I love Portia. We love Portia. Do you know any of the Atlanta girls just because you live right there? I mean, like Portia, Kenya, Nini, no, Kim. I've seen them, but I don't know them well. Um, I, the, the girl that's the friend... Tanya, is it? Yeah. I've seen her. Tanya, Sam. Yeah, I've seen her in person. Um, but I don't know them well yet. Not yet. Who do you think, just from watching it, has more drama? Married to Medicine Atlanta or Real Housewives of Atlanta? Obviously, Married to Medicine Atlanta. We are crazy. And you guys have a lot to see. 
this is going to be, I think, a great, I mean, just from the trailer and everything, this is going to be a great season. There's a lot and it's going to be really good. What about, are you, you know, because everyone has an opinion on everything. You could fly in on a unicorn with rainbows around you and people still have an opinion. You know, like, are you, because it's just starting the season, like, are you prepared for everyone having an opinion on social media about you, your husband, every move you made, like, how do you think you'll handle that? You know, because like, you'll get hate. I mean, everyone does. Oh yeah, there's tons of trolls that are going to be out right. there, you know. And I, I don't know how you can prepare for it. I'm trying to mentally prepare myself, but I think until you're really in it, you're not going to really know, you know, but I'm sure there's going to be so many opinions. There's going to be people that love you and people that hate you. And so totally. as much as I feel like I'll be okay, I don't know really until I'm deep in it. <laughs> it's a thing. I mean, even from this podcast, like everyone has an opinion and you just, you know, like you go down that rabbit hole at one point and then just one day you're just like, oh, I don't care anymore. And, yeah, and by the I way, I have the, I don't care attitude because I, I I'm kind of like that now, even with blogging and having my life out there, but who knows? And the people that have an opinion will tell you everything you've done. You're like, that sounds like a fan to me. You watch everything <laughs> I do, right? That's true, right? That's so true. What, um, what has been the best part of being like this whole experience? Like now that it's, you've had. With this season? Yeah. Um, I honestly think, you know, this was a very unique season for us. I mean, we dealt with obviously the pandemic, but I think being able to be part and contribute towards the Black Lives Matter um, movement was pretty amazing. And for me to also share a lot about my culture also on top of that and just the combination of being able to do both, was it's probably been the best part of the season. Right, I saw that in the trailer too. So, I mean, I guess that's how it's kind of a different season too and all of this was yeah. going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a unique season because we're all doctors or doctor's wives and we're dealing with the pandemic and how everyone deals with it will be very interesting to see. Right. No, I would think so because, you know, I mean, how nice was it to have, I mean, I know he's a plastic surgeon, but how nice was it to like be around these doctors and have a husband who's a doctor? Cause you know, like think about the beginning of COVID, we had no idea. I mean, it's still an unknown, but like we were much more scared a year ago at this time. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it, it's nice to have like a knit, like a close knit circle to be able to talk about it and stuff. Right. Aaron, you know, he didn't, see the sickest people, you know, he's seeing people that have eye issues, right? Right. But I'm still so proud of him for, you know, dedicating his time to these patients, you know, during a horrible pandemic, you know, so it's, you know, and I could see the toll that he had on all of this. And so I really give it to the frontliners, you know, like for what they've gone through. And yeah, some of these other doctors, you know, they work in the ER, like Eugene and stuff. So I can't imagine like what he went through, but we had a whole system in place. He would undress himself in the garage, Lysol himself, put a robe on, go upstairs and like take a shower. <laughs> right. We had a, we had a big system in place, even though he wasn't, you know, seeing the sickest patients, but still. And I think to your point, that'll be interesting because like we've seen so many shows filmed during COVID now that are on Bravo, like Dallas Housewives, but this is a group of doctors. So I think, you know, it will be interesting to see yeah. just how a group of doctors, like Dude. the initial reaction and handles COVID. Right. 
Is there anything you would change from this experience now that you have a season under your belt? Like, is there anything that you, I mean, it sounds like you don't have any regrets in life anyway, but I mean, is it, I I think, you know, just in the beginning, you know, it was tough for me to like, you know, voice my opinion or get my word out. You know, I, I think it's always, you know, getting to know the ladies, but again, I mean, I do find it very easy for me to talk to any group of ladies, you know, um, it's just the cameras are on, but really it doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm social, I'm outgoing, I'm bubbly, fun, you know, and I think they finally understood what my energy is all about, you know? And so, but I would say probably in the beginning, it was maybe a little, um, hard, you know, initially. What about, and these are like the last two questions as we wrap up, what about, you know, cause a big fan favorite was Mariah. You know, there was a lot of people that, you know, were like, oh my God, I can't believe Mariah's leaving or she's not going to be a part of this. Did that come your way? Like, did you feel pressure, you know, cause technically you are the one replacing her like, or that didn't. To feel that way. I'm definitely not replacing her by any means. You know, um, I know that she was married to someone that was Muslim, you know, but I am born Indian, you know, I didn't, I didn't marry into a different culture. So I just want people to be very clear about that. Like, I didn't have a choice. I am Indian, you know, full blood. So I want people to think that I'm replacing her by any means, you know, I'm not her. I'm, I'm totally different. So I want people to see me for who I am and not think that I'm replacing her by any means. Yeah. And I just meant just like that. She was gone. She's like the one cast member that was gone and you're the one that came. And I know, you know, like a lot of people, you know, like she was, but I'm excited to get to see more of you as the season goes on. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys to see me. Is there anything you want to leave us with? I always come with like with my own agenda, but anything like we didn't cover that you want to chat about? I think we talked about everything. This was great. Um, I just want you guys to, Tune in, keep watching, don't judge me in the beginning, keep watching along, and then you'll see the full, all the spice that I have for you guys. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see it all. Is this your first interview you've done for Married to Medicine so far? No, I've done, I've done a few. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Where Does can it everybody- like it's my first? No, no. I just, because like the season's just starting, I always, yeah. you know, I'm always like, are we someone's first interview? No, it doesn't seem at all like it's your first. It seems like you're a natural in front of the camera and you've been doing oh, this forever. <laughs> Where can everybody find you online? At Anila Saja on Instagram. That's, That's easy enough. Fashion blog is and everything. And I, I do also post on Facebook as well, but Instagram is my biggest. It's all about the gram, really. It is. I love it. I, I love it. it. <laughs> I appreciate you taking your time Thank you to join so us. Thank you. I'll be watching you. I can't wait. Thank you. And have a great day. Keep in touch. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. 
And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.